Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. Interesting uh, arc here because this has been going on for a couple weeks, actually. Bones Highland was traded to the Clippers. Okay? Bones Highland was traded to the Clippers. We know that. We covered it like almost every day uh, leading up to it actually happening. But there was rumors of friction between Bones and uh, some others on the team. He gets up. He leaves the bench during a game and just leaves the arena. Apparently, that created a real disconnect with him and... Um, some veterans. In Mike Singer's report last week, he said that there was an unnamed veteran who was not displeased that the Nuggets were shopping bones. An unnamed veteran who was not displeased. Okay? Who could that be? Then you had a, a cryptic tweet from Jamal Murray after the TNT game. I forget who was it, it was against. But it, when Chris Haynes, uh, the reporter from Turner, got up there and said, and I talked to Bones, and Bones is open to a trade for a team with a larger role for him. It was like, whoa. So then like within like 40, 48 hours of that, Jamal Murray has a, a, a cryptic tweet that's like, you can't complain about something about the, the, for the work that you didn't put in, okay? I thought he was talking about Bones. I thought I was being reasonable. Now there was others saying, oh, maybe he's talking about Kyrie. Uh, <laughs> who's the okay. others? Just kind of like, huh? Who, who, who are you talking about? Who are the others that thought well, that? Well, well, the show that came after us was, oh. it was, it was like a conglomerate show because Wolf wasn't here. And it was DMAC, Rachel, Jake, and Will. And I remember for sure DMAC and Jake saying, no, I think he's talking about Kyrie. Which to me, I just had to put my brain in a pretzel that... Out of thin air, because there was, yeah. you know, there was the trade. Didn't of, make sense. A, a, a request of a trade at the time with Kyrie wanting out of Brooklyn. But again, I really have to get creative and use my imagination that Jamal Murray would just be tweeting about Kyrie Irving out of thin air, as opposed to the, you know, most reasonable thing happened right in, right in in front of him and in front of us. So Bones did a couple things over the weekend. One, he went on Instagram Live after being flown to Los Angeles in a private plane that was sent by the Clippers. He went on Instagram Live and said, this is how they treat you when they like you. Okay? This is how they treat you when they like you. Okay. All right. Now, it's notable that the Nuggets punished Bones Highland for walking off the bench that day, and Mike Singer reported this. They had him fly commercial to the next stop. That's pretty cool. Which is actually an old-fashioned NBA punishment. Like you're gonna you're gonna fly commercial, right. yeah. You're not coming with us. We're standing in that two hour security line of DIA. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And hope the trams are working um, down down underneath, and you can get to your gate. And yeah. And that's what you do good to luck. a young player to remind him how good he has it. Yes. Bones then yesterday in like the fifth installment of this now 
tweets a picture of himself in a Clippers shirt that says, I'm going to make them pay for everything they did. Aww. <laughs> That's cute. He's got a little Melvin in him. He's got a little Melvin in him. That's right. What I, where I was going with this. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then today he's doing an interview as he's being introduced to the Clippers media. And he was asked, asked about playing with Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and now with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Oh, you have the audio. Beautiful. This Beautiful. Is, this is the response. Alongside Joker and Jamal Murray, like great players that you might be able to apply playing alongside Paul and Kawhi. Um, you know, they, they're definitely different, you know, talents. Uh, Joker is more of a, you know, passer and, you know, he does everything. But I feel like, you know, PG and them do the same thing. But it's, it's definitely different type of style, you know, PG and them are, you know, I feel like they more like scoring and uh, Joker is like a passing and then if he has to score, he has to, you know. But uh, it's going to be you know, a great experience, you know, over here. But also it was, it was a great experience playing with Joker as well, too. You know, there's two guys over here who's a phenomenal talent and, uh, you know, over there one, one guy was a phenomenal talent as well. So it's going to be a great learning curve for me and uh, just try to pick their brain and be a sponge to everything. It was a great experience playing with Joker. Two guys over here who have a phenomenal talent and, you know, one guy over there who's a phenomenal talent. Yeah, I caught that. Uh, so there wasn't much love for Jamal there. Nope. Not on, at all. On the court, not much love. Off the court, even less love. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the tweet from Jamal yes. uh, was, do not complain about you didn't get from the work you didn't put in. Yeah. So, and, and obviously, if you remember, Jokic was asked about Bones, and he gave, this was before he got traded, and he just gave the no comment, um, which was kind of, you know, he didn't back him up. He just was like, I'm just staying away from this altogether. So there there was obviously a lot there uh, with, with Bones and that locker room and maybe how some of the veterans felt, but certainly Jamal, and Jamal being one of the leaders and captains, uh, that just that just lets you know, you know, we could say all we want here about they didn't get enough in return, which they didn't. We were hoping for more, right? But at the same time, this guy just needed to be removed from the equation, and he's a liability. One on the defensive side Big of the time. basketball, Big time. and he's not all in with your team. He doesn't fit the culture. So guess what? Got to go. So you got a couple second round picks, not as much as we hoped, wanted, or maybe that was fair. But in the end, you got to cut your losses yeah. because you're trying to do something special here. And I think um, that becomes more and more telling as we comb through this and yes. we, we hear the different sides. With, with each passing, like li- like literally a couple days, with each passing day or two, there's like a new installment in just stuff with bones. And it is slowly revealing what we had speculated last week on the air that this has become like a poisonous relationship. There is real friction behind. And, and, oh, and don't forget this. Remember Michael Malone was asked, where do you stand with Bones? He said, I stand with Bones. He, he's, he's on our team, just like I stand with everyone else. And it was just like the most noncommittal answer. And you could just imagine by the end of this thing. Um, yeah, yikes. I mean, no wonder. No wonder. I wonder, I'm saying no wonder, but I truly wonder just how much like Bones the person and the immaturity was a drawback for these other teams. These other teams know more than we do about stuff behind the scenes. And it was just like, you know what, that's 
what I'm hearing out of Denver isn't quite uh, what, what we want to welcome here. Even if you are in a rebuilding situation and you're trying to reset a culture, that might not be the personality, even though his like arc as a player could match up with, I don't know, Charlotte or Detroit or fill in the blank. Maybe it's just like, no, nah, we'll, we'll pass on this. We're not giving you the first-round pick you're looking for. Well, I think um, when you look at Bones in the couple years that he was here, I mean, how much changed? Like the narrative around him, you know, oh, yeah. comes on the scene uh, last year, right? <clears throat> uh, yeah, this and, is the second and, year. Yeah, and he's that energy guy. He's the fun guy. He's the guy that uh, you root for as a fan. You know, he's coming off the bench, a later first-round pick, and he just provided that um, that wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that we really didn't have. No, you, know, you're you right. had Jokic doing his thing, of course, and Jamal, but he provided that like wow, that sizzle. Yep. That you just that brought the building to life, and you just loved it. It's like energy, and it's you know he's a guy that will pull up from the logo and 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 drain a three, and it's like oh, this is awesome, and and then all of a sudden, how much it has just fizzled and faded away, you know, just in one year. And the whole narrative of that's not really who that guy is. Right. Uh, and why didn't that guy mesh with this basketball team? And you, know, you, you you hear about locker room and big part of it and culture and uh, all of those types of things. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, if, he, if he's a good player, they'll figure it out. you got good leaders in the locker room. But sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal not having everybody on board, especially um, – and I don't know how it is compared to, you know, NFL locker room. But when you look at, like, uh, basketball and how much you are traveling yes. with each other. Yes, yes. On the road together and yes. all those things. I mean, it can be a toxic, toxic situation to where it really just erodes the culture and the fabrics of your team. And in addition to you saying that, and I think that's a great observation, there's not 53 guys plus practice squad. There's 12 of you. There no, there no, like, I'll go hang out over there with this group of people. Like, it's a small, small group of people. And if one guy is that squeaky wheel, everyone's going to hear it. Yes. No matter where he goes, you're Sorry. all together. So, yeah. Okay. I have a feeling that this guy might go from, like, one of the most liked young rising stars to, like, potentially getting booed next time he comes to town. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Uh, next year's Super Bowl odds are out. I have good news and some bad news. That's next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. Kansas City won it again. I was in the grocery store yesterday uh, at Safeway, and they made an announcement of like, "Hey, you know, come pick up, you know, this over here." Like, and by the way, like, we, everyone here at the store is hoping the Chiefs lose tonight. <laughs> and people in the aisles, there's a couple people like, oh, you know, like, no, no, no horse in the race or dog in the fight, but we're we're collectively rooting against Kansas City. Yeah. Um. Well, they won it again, and the Super Bowl odds are out for next season. Uh, Kansas City's favored to win it again. Okay. There, there is a prevailing thought in Kansas City that this was supposed to be like a retooling year. 
Have you seen that from from some Kansas City folks? Well, um, I mean, I think a lot of us thought that. You move on from Tyree Kill, draft picks. You had a lot of young secondary members. And uh, so it's kind of one of those probably going to take a little bit of a step back this year. And, and you know, they've, they've been retooling the offensive line over the last couple of years. But um, so that was, uh, yeah, I think that's how a lot of people felt and looked at the Chiefs. This might be a down year for them. Yeah. And then there they were with the number one scoring offense in the NFL. Did you see the graphic they had up on the screen? They they, they got better. Yeah. Yep, they actually got better without Tyreek Hill. Like, how? How? Because it doesn't look better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it looks very effective and stuff, but, like, and maybe because they operate more with, like, a a scalpel now than a hatchet. But, like, it's just, it's remarkable. And it's, like, one of these questions where, like, how how long is this run going to be? Like, are we living, like, what are we living in? Like, is this this step two of, like, a seven-step process? I mean, is this the the life that... Buffalo, Miami, and the Jets lived with New England for 20 years. Right. With Tom Brady right. and Bill Belichick. So is this like what what we're going to be living in for the next, you know, another 12 years, 13, 14 years with Patrick Mahomes? I don't know about Andy Reid, but just with Mahomes. It's a, it's a really proper analogy, I think. I think there was one year where the Pats didn't win it. They won, went like 11-5 and five when Brady... Ripped up his ACL as like Matt Castle. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs that year. And they didn't make the playoffs going eleven and five because right. Miami won the division. Yeah, and I forget who Miami even yeah. had as their quarterback. But how do you time. not make the playoffs at eleven and five? Right, That's right, crazy. It's only two times ever that a team has gone eleven and five and missed the playoffs, and yet there's some years you could be seven and nine and make the playoffs. Yeah, because you won your division. Right. Or, um, but. And that, that was only six teams back there. Now you get now you have seven. Right. So it's a little bit more now. But that so was you like won't the, see that again. I don't think no, you'll see no, that again. No, 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 you're, no. You're right on that. You're right 11 on that. and six now. But it's one of these things where, like, outside of that one-off year, the Patriots just rolled out of bed and won the division. And I just wonder if this is like, I mean, Mahomes is 28 years old. Like, he's going to be doing this for a lot longer. And... I see. I see the Super Bowl odds are six to one. The Chargers are second in the AFC West at twenty to one. Okay. Now, depending on where you look, and right now, especially right now, these odds can be really different depending on what app. Can I what. guess the Broncos' odds? Sure. One million to one. Oh my gosh! You stop it. Sean Payton's gonna put soap in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, I'll follow you. Oh, <laughs> million to one. Oh, they are about again, depending on where you look, they are any from anywhere from twenty five to one to thirty five to one. Now the that Bron- seems like it should be worse. See, that's what I thought too. Should be a lot worse than that. But. Stoke, Stoke, I'm looking at the Broncos having better Super Bowl odds than the Vikings next year. Vikings won what, thirteen games? Yeah. 12, Twelve game, whatever it was. A yeah. lot. Won that division. Won the division. That. Won a bunch of games. Um, you know, they get beat in the playoffs, but, like, who they get beat by? The Giants, right? Yeah. The Broncos have better Super Bowl odds than the Giants, who are just in the Super Bowl and have the coach of the year. So what are they taking into account that we might not be? Uh, the resurrection of Russell Wilson. I was literally going to use another R word and say, uh, the rejuvenated Russ. Okay. There's they're they're hedging a little bit. Yeah, 
Russ returns to form under Sean Payton, and you see the Russ of you know 2013 and 14. That that Russell Wilson, uh, man, I, I just think that's a a big jump in year one, and a lot has to go your way if the Broncos are going to be like in the Super Bowl conversation and they have that good of odds for me. I just can't go there. I don't, I mean, because it, it's it's not only Russ, it's the roster. The roster isn't very good either. You don't have a lot of draft picks. You don't have a lot of cap space. And so, like, a lot has to go your way just to make the playoffs. Like, if you make the playoffs, it's like a, it's like a huge home run. Just make the playoffs. But to win the Super Bowl? To win the Super Bowl. It's got to be, you know, to me, 70, 80, 900 to 1 type of odds see, there. See, that's what my gut tells me because I'm, like, looking at, like, a team like Kansas City and, like, what it takes to win the stinking Super Bowl. You have to just be so buttoned up everywhere. Your roster's got to be complete. I mean, I, I, I asked you this question earlier in the show, but we never really got to it. How many current Denver Broncos would start for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, how many? Um, nobody on the offensive line. Our running back wouldn't. Um, our quarterback obviously wouldn't. We don't have a tight end that would. I, I might I might put uh, Jerry Judy in there. I might put Jerry Judy in there, Zach. Um, Interesting. So I'm, I'm just going to put him on the... Um, Maybe less right now. Okay. I'm going to go to the defensive side of the football. I like Is that it. all right? I like it. Of course. You got, um, I would put uh, Draymond Jones in there. He'll start somewhere. He'll start somewhere uh, for, the, for that football team. So I'll put him in there. Um, inside linebacker, they, they, got a, they got a good one or two. So no with Singleton and uh, Josie Jewell. Uh, Pat Sertan would, certainly. Bingo, yeah, for uh, sure. I think Justin Simmons would also. And um, uh, there you go. There you go. So I'll put Pat Sertan, Justin Simmons, Draymond Jones. And then offensively, I think Jerry Judy would. I think he would start for them somewhere as a wide receiver. You have two spots, sometimes three spots. Mm-hmm. And I think Judy uh, is better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I think, um, I, th- I think that's fair. Uh, I think he's just as good uh, or better than Val- Valdez-Scantling, especially in that style of an offense. So I, I think Judy would start. He'd probably, probably kill it there. Exactly. If he was with Andy Reid. Yeah. Knowing that how he just schemes it up. Andy and Kyle, for me, have kind of separated themselves as um, play designers and just like architects of an offense that you can just scheme it up. I think the Eagles do a good job also. But, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. I mean, it was it was a clinic last night from Andy there in the second half. It really uh, was. Absolute clinic of – just coaching and adjustments and when to call what and those two red zone touchdowns to Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony were just just great calls, great schemed up plays and perfect timing and uh, great execution. Uh, real quick, the Raiders were the last uh, in the Super Bowl odds at around forty to one. Again, depending uh, on where you look, great. so they're still bringing it up the rear. Yeah, we got their ass this year, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> we got them. Got there. 
Oh, it's, it's better not, believe it. Better not, believe it's it. It's not the longest streak going in the AFC West, but it's, it. it's this is our year versus them. <laughs> the Broncos Book it. Book it. haven't beat the Raiders in oh, years either. Um, that's that's depressing. Yeah, that that's 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 more depressing than losing every time. Yes. To the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs are uh, the AFC Championship game or Super Bowl every year. Yeah, I mean, so. Okay, but like the swept, Raiders swept by the Raiders year after year. The Raiders, the Raiders. Derek Carr's. He's, I was he's, just going to go there. He's making the smart move there, and he was like sticking the bird at him. Double salute here to 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 the to the Raiders. I'm not taking a trade anywhere. So good luck. Oh, okay. You're gonna have to cut me. Okay, I'll be a free agent and do whatever I want. Right, and go to a team that doesn't have to give up a damn thing for right. me. Right, and it's not going to help you out. Right. Good job, Derek Carr. Like, sometimes you got to be, you can't just be Mr. Nice Guy all the time. Sorry for being emotional. And he, and he, and, Sorry for and, being emotional. And he is, a, by all accounts, like a really good good dude. Yeah. But he's playing professional sports right now. Right. And going about it in the way that you would you would like. Exactly. So that's good for us. It is. It's going to hurt them a little bit. It is. They're not going to get anything in return. Yep. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. Okay. What can we learn here in Denver from yet another Chiefs championship? And was Sean Payton doing some recruiting over Super Bowl weekend? Mm. That's next. It's Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. Pretty cool that our head coach is just like, uh, I mean, he was really available for Super Bowl week. I mean, because he's doing, you know, media stuff for Fox. And so he's making the rounds. And uh, so we got a lot of content from that, right? Yeah. But but it is unusual. And I, I don't mean that in any bad way. Like, to be doing that much media after you've taken a job, my assumption is he was just fulfilling what he agreed to with Fox to do it through the Super Bowl. Yeah, he had to finish out his deal, um, which you you want to follow through with it, and finish it out. That's what he did. But So he was there. And, you know, Fox being their Super Bowl year, yep. he was, you know, doing all the big shows. And what are they asking him? They're asking him about the process. They're asking him about the Broncos. They're asking him about Russell Wilson. So it was like gold for us. And, I, no, I'm not saying it for a bad way at all for Sean Payton. He's just fulfilling his um, job requirements, and um, so I and gave us good content. He so did. I, I, it was a good thing. It was. It was a good thing. By the way, what did you think of uh, the Fox broadcast, uh, Kevin Burkhart and um, Greg Olson? I thought it was great. I thought it was great. I didn't, you know, like just do a good, solid job. And you know that's that's kind of what they do. Stay out of the way. It's about the game, and it's. I think Greg Olson does do a really good job, and you can tell he's very prepared. And the other guy, the play-by-play guy, um, yeah, Kevin Burkhart, does a really good job too. I think they're a good pair, and um, it is a really you know it's it, they do a good job, man. I mean, it's not. You know, it's not like Romo, and you're trying to you know squeeze yourself as as and make yourself a, the story, and it's it's that part right there is what Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson do really really well. You might have not even really noticed the commentary. Someone say like a good official right. or a good left tackle, right. 
They're just sort of coloring inside the lines of the game you're watching. Like you're watching the game. Right. They're just they're just there to kind of assist and it's not so heavy handed. Um I'm a fan. I'm a fan of uh of Kevin uh, Burkhart uh and his just sort of sort of understated but still enthusiastic style like that he approaches a game with and it came out last night that you know Burkhart he grinded. Like he was he was doing part-time uh, car dealership at age 30 years old, you know, doing commercials and online content. Um, and it just, I, I love stories like that. I, I, I absolutely love stories like that. Yeah, so good, awesome. good for him, you know. Now he's there calling the biggest game of the year. Uh, just really cool. He does a good job, and Greg Olson does a really good job. So I, um, well, I, thought, well, I, I thought it was good. I don't know what Fox is going to do because Greg is like going like this, and I'm doing like an ascension. Yeah. Like, but then you got Tom already signed up. And how are they going to proceed? Well, Tom's not coming on board to 24. Correct. So he's got this year to continue to do it. And and then after that, you know, you just kind of try to figure it out. You see uh, announcers get traded all the – I mean, they get traded too. Isn't that, isn't that funny? That. Uh, so I think it's a, a bad deal for Fox in the sense that now Brady has like – something that he has to live up to yes. it's like yes. taking a, yes. a really someone that's really good and putting him on the bench for some unknown right. unproven guy and now people are expecting that unknown unproven guy to be great at what he does so it puts a lot more added pressure on Tom Brady because he's filling the shoes of a guy that everyone feels is doing a really good job Correct. right just a good job Correct. and it's not like a trendy good job no no that's no. a Tony Romo you know, that was a trendy good job. This is just a solid foundation, and he just delivers, and he just does a nice job, something that's going to last a long time. And and so now you're going to take that guy away and put in the, the unknown of Tom Brady. In. It's almost like the first-round pick that's got to play. That's right. But Fitzpatrick's your backup, and he does a really good job, and you can win with him. And it's like, oh. And the thing is about Olsen is he's getting better in another year, 2023. He's not going to get worse. I can't imagine. Yeah. So no, it's, it's the, you know, you, you drafted a guy in the first round, and all of a sudden, you know, that second-year player that you, you didn't expect much of, four-fifth rounder, sure. ends up being the starter. Yeah, that's probably a better is, example. Yes, yeah. and is playing unbelievable football, and now you have the first rounder just sitting there, and it's like, we got to play him, though. We got to get him some opportunities. Right, got to get him on the field, and so that's what Fox has to do. They got to get Brady in the booth and on the field, and you know you're not going to pay him three hundred and forty million bucks to be oh the, the B guy. Right, so you're going to put him in the best spots, but you don't even know if he can play. No, you don't. You don't know how how it sounds and how it feels, and it's not an easy job to do. Slareth does a great job with it. Um, it's not a it's not easy to do that job, and so you know Tom doesn't seem like. To me, that that's really what he would be good at. Me for, either, Stoke. You know, I, I don't know like why. A, no, well, but, I, I kind of know okay. why. All it's right, because well, I've been listening to Brady talk for for twenty something years. I've never he's never stopped me on my tracks, being like, "Oh my god, I've never thought of that." Oh my gosh, look at the way he just delivered that joke on time. Look at the setup. Like I've never done that with Tom Brady. Not saying he's not doesn't speak in complete sentences and isn't a smart guy and stuff. He's just never had like an it factor. I'm going to bring him up. But like that Peyton had that, like while Peyton was still playing, you could forecast like whatever he wants to do in that field, he's going to be fine at it. And there's other players like that, that we've experienced here. Like uh, Dalton Reisner. A lot of people said about me. Ah, 
like Dalton Reiser comes and sits down. It's like, oh, that guy could, like you could, you, you could forecast. Uh, hey, you. The first time you did it, they told you yeah. to take your dip out. So look, <laughs> like you can kind of forecast some guys. So with Brady, I should have enough sample to be like, yeah, he's going to crush that. And unfortunately, like the, the, the match, he was live for three and a half hours playing golf, mic'd up. Never delivered a zinger or, like, knock my socks right. off. Or He's getting that job because of his player accomplishment, and there's no guarantee it's going to translate. No, no, there's not. And I think this year you take um, – you used to grind and, and put in a lot of work with, with different guys and put you in different situations, and, and that's what you got to do if you're him. You know, you got to use this year as a practice year, practice squad year. Right. And try to get better. Right. And try to learn the ropes, and, um, and I think that's uh, – the only way to give himself a, a really good chance to be successful um, in year one because it's a hard thing to do. And if you haven't done it and, you know, it's not really what he does great, then it could be a, a tough thing to do. And it could be a chore. Yeah. Like you could think you want to do that. And this happens with sports media sometimes with ex-athletes. Like you think you want to jump into that grind. You might, you might not once you start doing it, especially if you're not great at it and you're used to being great. You, you, it sometimes doesn't age well. Uh, this is Sean Payton with um, this Sean Payton with uh, um, Rob Gronkowski yesterday pregame. But it's not for everyone. About, about and, and it's not for I, everyone. I can't believe you're still here. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I can't believe you're still here. Um, this is I mean, someone's got to carry your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like you. You're a friend. And what would you do without me? Uh, this is this is Sean Payton with Rob Gronkowski 54 minutes before kickoff when they the the broadcast the pregame broadcast tosses it to them to make a prediction. Listen to this. Sean Payton and Gronk, who are you taking? Coach, how did we both end up in an orange tie and blue suit? I swear I sent my gray suit. It's my doing. It's probably a little over the top. I got a I got a, a job at the Broncos for you. No training camp. You're eight touchdowns shy of 100 touchdowns. I think I can get you that. And, and might be able to talk to the Walton Penner family about calling us the Denver Broncos. Guys, guys, we need your pick. Hurry up. Hey, oh, oh, I'm go. picking the Broncos. No, no, no. They need the game picks. Eagles by seven. I've got the Eagles by ten. Kurt, back to you. <laughs> okay. That was good. It was good. That was good. And by the way, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm the Broncos. I'm thinking about our Brady example. Because they just tossed to Sean Payton, and I'm seeing charisma and delivering a joke. And, hey, no, 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 this was my doing. It's probably a little bit over the top. Like, that's freaking funny. Yeah. That's funny. That yes. was good. No, it was. It was good. Um, any truth there? Do we, are we, is Sean trying to push for it? I love how he mentioned your eight touchdowns shy of 100. I would have just assumed that Gronk would, would have been over 100. He's got 92 regular season right. touchdowns. He couldn't come back again, right? I don't think so. I think those days are probably done for him. You know, he's not going to come back with Russell Wilson. I mean, he, Denver. He, he took a whole season off and already came back. Right. And played a couple, and then now he's done, done. I, I don't see that happening again. Um, the only way is if it would be with Tom Brady, and Tom's done, most probably also. So yeah. that's not going to happen. That ship sailed for Gronk. Right? Yeah, you're probably right. And if it is, he's not coming to Denver. Why would you want to come to Denver? Yeah, you like Sean Payton and all that. Huh? That's funny. But at the end of the day, you want to go to a true contender. You're going to go play with Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs. 
Or you're going to go play with George Kittle in the 49ers. You're going to, you know, you're going to play for with Josh Allen in the Bills. You're, you're so not, not Russell Wilson in the Broncos. All right, you're probably right. But it was funny, funny little skit there. It's a Kansas City Chiefs world, and the Broncos are just living in it. Stoke is Rex Ryan part of the plan to shorten that gap? That's next. I'm picking the Broncos. Reaction Monday, presented by Superbook.com. Here's Stokely and Zach. Worked all week, cleaned up, clean cut, and clean shaved. I dropped the cover off the 68. Who is it? No clue. Jason Aldean. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Uh, speaking of music, what you what, did you watch uh, Rihanna's halftime performance? I, yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. Um, it's always a big to-do. No yeah. matter who's up there, you divide a room with the Super Bowl halftime. Yeah. No, I thought it was really good. I like Rihanna. I think she does a good job. Um, obviously, pregnant. Um, so well, really wasn't. Obvious now. Right. It's yeah. Like, no one knew. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, did she just have a baby or is she about to have a baby? Like, that, like everyone was, yes. like, Googling that stuff and, like, was just really confusing. But, uh, look, I thought she did a great job. I mean, obviously, probably would have been a little bit more entertaining if she could have moved a little bit more. She was kind of just stuck. Yeah. Um, but I thought she did a great job, um, especially being pregnant, going up there and, and still delivering and doing a, a, a really good job. What did you make of it? I thought it was fine. Yeah. You know, I thought it was fine. But, like, the Super Bowl draw, the Super Bowl halftime draws, like, visceral reactions from people. Right. They, like, stay dormant for a year. Then, like, their hottest take of the year. It's, like, about the Super Bowl halftime. So, you know, um, like, the worst ever yes, or the best ever. And there's nothing in between. Right. But for me, it actually was in between. I yeah. thought it was fine. I, yeah. I, I, no, I, I like her music. Uh, Umbrella, ala, ala, eh, eh. Right? Oh, my. Huh? Oh, my. Right? Um, <laughs> love that. Um, I was reminded, and this happened to me in my first Tom Petty show. I'm reminded just how many freaking hits you have. Yeah. It's like one after the other. She's only doing like 45 seconds of each song, and it's just banger after banger. It's like, oh, my gosh, I remember this from 17 years ago. Oh, this is from 10 years ago. It's like you just forget, but the sustained success is just remarkable, which is why she's up there. i tell you who stole the show from me. It was Chris Stapleton. In that national, oh anthem. my gosh, he crushed it! He is absolutely amazing. His voice—I remember—I I got to watch him in concert at Red Rocks, and oh, this was—I don't know, three, four, five years ago, right when he was coming on the scene. And his his, his voice his has voice a unique is, power, but yeah. gruff. Yeah, it it is, and, and just stringing that guitar, and oh man, I thought that that to me was just 
awesome. Then you see Nick Sariani, you know, the tears yes. coming down his face, looking like no Sean Moreno. Like, no. I see you, no, no, looking like no Sean Moreno out oh, there. That was cool, man. Yeah, just really, really cool. I thought Stapleton just at he's got the best voice, it's so unique, it man. Was, it's a true one of yes, one. Yeah, it was just all world, all world. You used to, well, I've been golfing with you enough, you because you got like the same nine songs that rotate, oh, but one of them is the um, Chris Stapleton's. Um, uh, simple song? Is that what it's called? A simple song? Mm-hmm. Trying to quit these cigarettes. Mm, I, uh, I can't seem to quit. I don't have that on my playlist. You do. I don't. Not a simple S- song. No? Simple man? I don't no, have that. no, simple man. That's Leonard Skinner. No, okay, simple song? No, I've never heard of that. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's not on my playlist. I got Tennessee whiskey. <laughs> Oh, simple song, man. It's like a very popular song. I heard it from you, dude. Yes. Yes. Very popular. I mean, it's like, it's almost like a song, like it's a parody of a country song because it's all this like, you know, finally save some money up just in time to fix my truck. Like that stuff. Right? Like it's like almost like a making fun of a country song. Stoned. No? I like this song, but I don't have it. I can't believe I'll be like, I don't have it. I don't have it. You didn't listen to all my playmen. Broken Halos. Oh, I got that one I've got from you too. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this song. I that's a good song, but it's not on my playlist. Okay. So you must okay. I just hallucinate. Misremembered it. Yeah. Uh, it's all right though. But okay. yeah, that is a good song. It, it, it will be on the playlist next time. How about okay. that? Love it. You got me ten songs now. Yeah, well, yeah, ten. <laughs> what is it called? A, a simple, simple song. song. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, you were all over. I just hadn't um, heard of it. Rihanna talked about Rihanna. Yeah. It, good, good job, Riri. <laughs> um, we talked about the field. We talked about the holding call. Talked about just officiating in general. Um, talked about Hurts. Talked about Mahomes. We didn't quite get to Terry Bradshaw yet. Or yeah. we kind of did. We kind of did. Kind of did. What did you think of him uh, with, with Andy Reid after the game? You know, he's kind of like almost like insulting a little bit. Like he's like messing around, but didn't seem like the time or place to try to squeeze in three jokes. Yeah, you said it right. I mean, know your audience, know the room, know the temperature, know what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to be part of the story, Terry. Like, shut up. Give them the trophy, congratulate them, and quit trying to be the funniest guy in the room. You sound like an idiot. You sound like a complete idiot. You're made a complete fool of yourself. Be a professional. Be a pro. It's a big moment. It's not time to joke about Andy Reid wanting a hamburger or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So waddle on over here. up. Like, yeah. dude, you have lost it, okay? And Fox, it's time to move on from Terry. It's just, it's, it's embarrassing is what it is. I it's, think they it's, will. It's I, an I, absolute embarrassment. I don't think you'll see Terry I don't care spot. how long he's been there. Um, he, he did a bad job in the NFC Championship game or whatever, and he did an awful job with the spotlight the brightest, and we don't need you to be the story today. And and that wasn't what it should have been. It wasn't jokey time. It's like that friend that always is making jokes. is like, dude, it's not funny. It's not time to joke. Yeah. Like, shut up, Terry. I thought it was awful. Um, and, like, you should know better. And you and you don't like how long have you been there doing this? Long, it's like long enough to know. You're not Mr. Funny Guy all the time. You don't need to be the funny guy and the and the story all the time. I thought it was abs- It was awful. And the more we talk about, it, the more pissed off I get. I just think it's it's like so unprofessional in a big time on a big time stage. 
I want to ask you about something that I've heard discussed throughout the season, and I heard it mentioned this morning on Schlereth and Evans. Push. The quarterback sneak with the guys lined up right behind Jalen Hurts, and it turns kind of into rugby. It's different. Um, I think I heard stink. I think I heard stink um, in between calling Kansas City a dynasty. Um, I think I heard. I I think I heard stink say he doesn't like it. It's 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 not like it's not football. And I hope I'm not misrepresenting uh, what he said, like I have done. Many other times, yeah. What but, he if, says. but if you are, we're just going to stick it to him yeah, anyway. Yeah. So whatever. Um, I don't mind it. It's part of the game now. It's it's just like you can push the quarterback, you can pull guys forward, all those things. They're doing a good job with it. Um, it is a little bit different. It's hard to stop. It is what it is. And so I like the creative thought process. Not everybody can do that. And you know, Jalen Hurts is a like he's a strong dude. He's got some strong legs, no doubt. And so. You can put them in those situations. Other quarterbacks, you can't. So use your guys to their strengths, and and that's what uh, they do. It's different. I can see why some people don't like it, but for me, it's it's part of the game, and you still got to go out there and execute it and get it done. They didn't do it on one play; they jumped off sides, true, and it really cost them. Yeah, so, turned into a third and six. You know, you got to go out there and have a good offensive line to be able to do that um, play, also. So it's not just like it's anybody can do it. Right. It's not that. It's KKFN, KKFN. Dang it, I was about to say it, too, and I took a breath. Okay, good job. Good job. Is it Does does Rex Ryan have a foot in the door here? Is something a foot here in Denver <laughs> where Rex could be the next heel of the AFC I, West? I think he's just, just dipping kick, his toe in the pool. Just yeah. kicking that idea around, huh? <laughs> <laughs> he, to, he toes the line. Sick. He toes the line. Dude, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Uh, he is a football coach. That's true. <laughs> Let's go to eat a g- snack. Hmm. Yeah, it'd be eat. interesting to see what happens there with Rex and how that whole oh, thing. Oh, come on, Stuff, um, you got to do better than that. You need, like, a couple of puns yourself. you got to come back. No, I don't have anything, so what do you want me to do? Just, just, if I don't have anything, I'm going to give you, right, I'm going to give you, um, uh, uh, an, an analysis of Rex Ryan. Come on. If, he, if he's got to scratch got, the itch, can you use tenactin in your mouth? Oh, Is that what? possible? Wait, wait. Wow. <laughs> it jumped the shark. Oh, it jumped it. Matt, just trying to nail oh. it. I did. Oh, can I go now? Yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Right. I didn't know if y'all were done joking. Yeah, if no, I could really yeah. give sorry, some sorry. We were just waiting. Sorry, sorry. Well, I tried to, and I got interrupted. We're like yeah. Tara Bradshaw. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. Just jokey, jokey. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because that's all y'all are doing is jokey, jokey. Like, we can't be serious here for one second. Our bad. Let's be yeah, serious. We're here. No, that's okay. We're here. That's serious. okay. It's the end of the show. It's, 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 it can you be don't think he's time. really a serious candidate, do you? I do. Why, uh, why not? I think he's just a buddy talking to another buddy. It's hard to take somebody who's been out of the game that long that serious. I mean, but he's not old, right? I mean, he's not no. like an old man. He's no. not 60. How old is, is, is that what old is? Well, I mean, like in coaching, kind of is, right? I mean, 60-ish is, is old in coaching profession. How, how's old? I don't know. Yeah, how old is he? I would say I'm looking probably mid-50s. I saw him on the amazing. 60. He is 60. He is 60. Wow. Yeah, okay, so he is a little bit older. He's a young 60, though. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of energy. Look, we've hired six-year-old coaches here. Yeah, what yeah. do we care? We, uh, some folks wanted Jerry Rossberg. You know, he's like, <laughs> there were some he's like 66. Like, Pete Carroll's like 70. Bill Belichick's like 70. Yeah, he's been out of the game, too, so it's not like he's been grinding away. Um, but no, I, I don't know. When I hear Rex, I, 
I, why would I not just take it seriously that Sean Payton's not? I mean, we don't have a defensive coordinator. He's got a lot of experience. Who would you rather, like Rex oh, Ryan no, no, or no. I would Sean rather, Desai uh, uh, or whatever uh, that guy's name is? Well, for what reasons would I rather? For our own personal here at the radio station. Oh, sure. Come on now. Please give us Rex Ryan. Carrying that presser every Wednesday. Are you kidding me? I mean, let's go. Dwayne Stooks was gold. You know, I mean, just go Tom McMahon. I mean, we, we can't get a n- Brock. Uh, what's his face? You Osweiler. know, Twenty uh, Olivo. Olivo. Yeah. Olivo. Oh, Olivo. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Oswald. Oswald could kill a press conference now too. That's right. That's uh, right. But yeah. in a friendly way. All we need somebody. Job yeah, we yeah. need somebody more disjointed and just uh, unpredictable. Rexy, sexy Rexy. Yeah. And boy, would they be uh, eager for the cameras between Sean Payton and Rex Ryan? <laughs> you wouldn't have a shy guy around. And Russ, throw Russ in there too. Oh. Woo! I am curious what you guys think about a bunch of things over the weekend. I'm dying to know. Really. What do you got? Russ's video. Oh, oh. man. Pro- he had to do something, right? You couldn't just lay mm. dormant and say nothing, right? Or No. It'd almost be better, I think, if you lay and did nothing I than agree. tried to do something and got nothing accomplished. Okay. I agree 100% with that statement. Full cosign. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, holding. Wrong place, wrong time. Bad, um, you know, that's what we're talking about today when you don't throw a flag all game pretty much. I mean, the, the penalties were down. It was a fun game to watch. And I can slow down any play or pause any play, and you can find a penalty on a play uh, that's, that's not called. And on third and eight in that situation, under two minutes to go, unless it's like a blatant foul, uh, I think you just got to let them play it out. And to me, that, that didn't rise to the category of being – if, blatant foul. If um, they reviewed it on video, do you think it still would have been called a penalty? Of course, because if you slow something down and stop it, you see that he did get his jersey pulled. I okay. mean, that's, that's obvious. I mean, I see it. I mean, everyone so saw that. So you see it on review. Bradbury admitted he did it. The Chiefs, maybe you could say, earned it by calling a play that surprised the Eagles. wasn't a run play. I thought they were just going to... Oh, they were running, running it on third and eight. There well, was they, no chance. But they needed to force the last time out and then just kick no, the field goal. No, 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 because you're going to kick the field goal with a minute 50, just run the ball. They got You got go, You get a first down, you win the game. Right. Well, so you got to right. throw it yeah, for that also, first down. You also stop the clock and don't let them. That's okay. That's, that's, that's not a, the thought process in 2023. You you think about getting a first down at all So costs. you thought that was going to be a pass play no matter what? 100%. Yes, they were never going to run that ball. They, that's not how they okay. play. They, they, they threw the ball the play before, too. If you remember, the Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster on the little uh, screen play. So they threw it two plays in a row there. It was never going to be a run play. You can't run the ball in that situation because then you're just basically, if it was third and two, third and three, okay, but third and eight, you got to go for the first down because if you get the first down, you saw what happened. Game's over. Mm. So if you run it, now they call timeout. You got four, fourth and five. You kick the field goal with it doesn't matter. A minute fifty. So it should be. Now if there was thirty seconds left, twenty seconds left. Now maybe you run it, but but not with that much time left. That's way too much time in the NFL. So it's an interesting concept because it is a penalty. Everybody agrees it actually deserved a flag, but the context of when it happened has people kind of upset. Meaning there's ways to ref that. Go outside of the rule book, I guess. And, well, That's what I'm hearing. Well the, well, the tenor of the game for 58 minutes was not to call that. I mean, there was eight total penalties. In today's NFL, eight total penalties in, in um, 58 minutes. 
And, and Zach, just to your point, I mean, you, so there was a lot more penalties that happened in the game than flags were thrown, though. A thousand were, there percent. Were penalties happened all a the thousand time. Thousand percent. But they didn't throw the flag. Right. And so if you're sitting here banging the table like it was a penalty, it was a penalty, then you must be upset that there wasn't more penalties called. Yeah. Because and, and I thought Mark did a great job at his analogy of the strike zone, like. It's kind of the new, the strike zone is sort of developed on a night to night basis, and same with these NFL games. Like it's not normal for an NFL game to have eight total penalty flags yeah. in today's day and age, but they set that tone, and then at the last minute and fifty four, it became a departure from that. And you know, my low hanging fruit analogy is he got busted doing sixty and a fifty five, where the cops let him do it, and then right as he's getting off the exit. You're you're pulling them over. Um, so that was my biggest issue. By that the, is a great analogy. That's a great half, way to half, it. Real quick, halftime show. Because I only have you guys for a couple minutes. Yeah, no, ha- I, I thought it was fine. I'm not one of these, like, let the halftime show be a referendum on everything. Like, people get so enraged. I thought it was fine. Okay. She was clearly pregnant. You know, she's touching the belly and stuff. I can't believe she got up on that high risers. Uh, high that she did. So you exactly. can't pay me to get up there. She was t- She was tethered. Uh, behind her, if you didn't see it. Oh, yeah, okay. she she it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's strapped in and stuff, but still, <laughs> still I don't care. She's scared still, the hell out right? of me. Like, that, thing like, is, that thing that doesn't mean anything. Those, I was thinking about the cable dropping or something. Like, <laughs> she's like, like 70, see, 70 feet in the air. Yes. That's scary that's, to me. I'm right. a, yeah, and I you're pregnant, that so you're, you're a little bit, you know, not as coordinated as, as you usually are. And that but thing was strapped in. It was moving. It was. I thought Stapleton was, no, I thought Rihanna was great. Okay. Yeah. I cool. thought she was great. Yeah, yeah, look, and she was pregnant. She got up she there and did her it. thing. I thought she was great. I think I, love Chris I think you should have taken a little bit longer with the anthem. Really? No. Oh, okay. Anthem of all oh. time. I was <laughs> like, I thought he was pretty slow. Yeah. He doesn't like. He's just kind of kind of mellow. Like, he wow. Was, I mean, he's a really, really talented dude. He is. And he did a really cool version of it. But that. That may have been the slowest national anthem of all time. I was there for it, though, because I love Stapleton. I love all his right, voice. Right. and I Oh, love it was a great it. anthem. So I thought it was, and I thought he just crushed it. So it's like, let it breathe, brother. And yeah. you know he told all the homies and cousins, like, take the over on take the national the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever see that prop anywhere. That must be like in, in the... Uh, I think you can still find uh, it. I don't know where. No, I I, not, not, on, not on most of the legit sports books. I thought as recent as last no, year you, you can't could, find you could bet thing. on it. No. I mean, you can probably maybe in some bootleg sites. Yeah, some offshore stuff. I'm yeah, saying. but for the majority, they don't yeah. have that anymore. Okay, you want to know what you're jogging my memory because the, the, the e- we get emails sometimes from these PR, you know, hey, bet online, you know, here's the, you know, and they, but it's offshore stuff. They did have the national anthem, but I actually didn't see it this year in the, with the mainstream stuff. All right, last one, basketball one real quick. Bones um, taking prisoners with Jamal and his presser of the Clippers. Dude, there there was clearly heat there. I mean, clearly. Well, there's no confusion about that today. No confusion about it today. The, 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 the cryptic tweet. The on-court stuff was so disjointed, and it looks like it just transferred off the court. And he's a young, bombastic dude with a huge, huge personality, which is part of the reason we fell in love with him. But it's like, you know what? Um... A lot of immaturity, man. A lot of immaturity to work out. A lot of it. You know, I asked. And if you, he doesn't, he's going to play for about nine teams in eight years. Ah, uh, I could see that happening. <laughs> his game is. His game's got some holes in it. To 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 be nice, of course. Yeah. So I asked MPJ about Bones. Gave a like a really nice longer answer. We're bonded together. All this sort of stuff. Yeah, that's. I asked, I asked Jokic almost the exact same question. He goes, "No comment." Yep. And at first, I thought it was. Jokic is just all about the business, and that's not his thing, so has a fine relationship with Bones, whatever. Now I look back on it, mm-mm. I think Jokic was being polite mm-hmm. to Bones, yeah, being nice to him, 
But when it really came down to it, I think he really ticked off Jokic. And if you want a, a quick way out of Denver, go ahead and tick off Jokic. And, and Jamal. Go, get on his own. Oh. I mean, so right. you're, you're, you're ticking off your two right. 1A and 1B veteran players. These guys have done so much. To get to this point. Dude, I, and I was saying this last week. If you're walking in those shoes and you've built to this point for a half a decade and this dude is 100, imagine? 100 games into Can his NBA imagine? career walking out of the arena, that that's Jamal's cryptic tweet. Like, you're you're throwing a fit. You didn't, as Smokey once said, you didn't put in on this, man. Right. We've been here for five years. You just showed up. And now you're bitching and moaning and stomping your way out of town after you played 111 games. Sorry. I went back and watched the just... A question and answer with with Jokic because it, it was I think it's different now than I thought it was and now that I look at it, I'm like oh my god this is actually painfully obvious this this dude is just done with this kid because it's not helping him do what he needs to do and that's a wrap it's not easy to get to that point with Nicola either he's a pretty understanding guy like he's a you know I I wouldn't call him impatient um, I think he knows what he likes in rel- like. Boogie, you know, he always had a rocky relationship with Boogie. Guess who he gets along great with? DeAndre Jordan. Like, you know, that's why I laughed about people saying get rid of DeAndre Jordan. He's not going anywhere. Well, DeAndre gets along with everyone. DeAndre's is like, a great dude. He's almost like a player agent, like he currently is. as like, but oh, you know a player what? coach. He's still seven feet tall, and if you yeah. throw him the ball in the right spot, he can throw it down, as, as he did against Charlotte. I mean, and he is so good behind the scenes and on the bench. He's great. So is Ish. So is Jeff Green. That's why he's here. That's a, that, uh, that, that is why DeAndre is here. And and you know what? Break glass in case of emergency. You know, if you need him. I mean, there's just some, in case you need a rim protector. You know, well, just in case you won't need him in the playoffs. Hopefully, yeah, but, but gonna, yeah. there's some weird moments in the regular season where you just kind of, of course, you just gotta uh, color yep. between the lines a little bit. This Both is management nights. This is a great culture that they have in, here in Denver. It's almost anti NBA. Yeah, it is. it is almost anti NBA. Yeah. And Bones did not fit in. And Bones is almost like current, like how these twenty exactly twenty one year old NBA he wants like, his shine. Man. Yeah, he wants his shine. Like, but I hope, I hope for Bones' sake, there's an instance where he's watching the NBA playoffs with the Nuggets with a number one next to their name in the Western Conference, and they're playing in a playoff game, and they're scoring 135 points, and it looks like a blast, and being like, that's the situation I wanted out of. All right, give me a quick uh, Mile High Hoops primer on Reggie Jackson. What to expect? I, I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think the Nuggets are like one Reggie Jackson away from winning a championship, but I like Reggie Jackson. He's not a perfect player by any means. Um, he's always kind of, not, not, not like Bones, but like, has like an elevated view of himself and who he is as a player, but he's got a little middle finger in him. And I like I like Reggie. He is a long ass player. I mean, his I, I don't know exactly what his wingspan is, but it's among the most elite for his size. I think it's going to be good. I think ultimately, and and Reggie Jackson used to be thought of as an immature player, and he has grown. He's been in the league for like a decade, and he could be just like the perfect veteran player for that second unit. All right, quick that's, one, that's what I'm hoping we for. have Matt, who's a Boulder guy. Yep. I've spent my uh, penance in the Springs. He goes to he went to Palmer High School. Right. Is he a Denver guy? No, he's Denver. Or is he a Colorado Springs guy? Because <sighs> there's got to be some high he's school. A Springs guy. If you go to Fairview, are you yeah. a Boulder guy yeah, yeah. or you're a Denver guy? You're a Boulder. All right, so yeah. there, at some point, you're yeah. a Boulder guy, not yeah. a Denver guy. Yeah, no, he's a I'll, Springs guy. Yeah, He's a Springs guy. Uh-huh. For sure. Okay. Yeah, in the same way that Josh Scott and and Wesley Gordon were. 
when they went to, when they went up to see you. So did he check about yeah. because all I heard 100%. was Denver guy and I. He's a Colorado guy. What's the difference? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a yeah. Colorado guy. Yeah, yeah that's right. yeah. All right. And I, and yeah, act- you don't think the people from the Springs are, are you know they they want to you know they probably want sure they want I mean, look sure. what they have to live with being from Colorado Springs. Yeah, it's not easy. I hate when you get you do that. <laughs> not easy. Well, I actually Dude, like it. He's a Col- I, I earned that. I, I I earned the digs. You did. You I, did. I can tell you, five and a half years, I, I earned the digs. Hey, listen, if I didn't have to go south of Interquest, I'd have been fine. The fact that I can mention Rock Rim and her South Academy should be disturbing <laughs> when I took an exit off at South Circle. Really, seriously, that's more information than anybody needs to know. Briargate. All right, it's the drive on the fan. Bella, Allah, Allah, eh, eh.